Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to talk about and pitch their dream music festival. I'm the host, Matt Hoss, and I'm here today to investigate the finer details and see why their festival is so awesome. My guest this week is one of comedy's most exciting and talked about new names. It's the highly brilliant Houston Douglas. Hello, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Matt? You alright? Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's honestly a pleasure. The way I like to start off this podcast is I don't like to ask people what their music taste is, but if someone asks you what kind of music are you into, how do you respond to that question? So I go, it depends on the on the time time of days is incredibly important <laughs> yeah uh so if it's like you know if we're talking kind of in the morning and like a little bit of something soulful you yeah. know maybe kind of like classic you're kind of motowny something to kind of get you in the vibe sunday morning vibes that kind of thing so time and day are very important if we're talking like i don't know it's like kind of 5 a.m after an all-nighter then yeah. maybe a bit of disco in the kitchen yeah always, that's always quite nice a little boogie Already, you're so much more rock and roll than I am because I'm like, uh, uh, no, thank you. I'll go to bed at 9 p.m. That's 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 enough for me. Thank you. <laughs> no, but yeah, time of day is so important as well because, like, I as a teenager, I used to really love metal music. But even then, I would like you can't wake up to Metallica. Yeah, you know I mean, you can't put on their machine head at like exactly. I mean, you got to ease yourself into it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, what 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 time? of day can you start listening to metal as someone who doesn't listen to metal what, what time of day would be acceptable you know what that's a very good question and I'm <laughs> <to ask it. laughs> um, you know what i think anytime after nine is fine but you kind of have you have to like get your first cup of tea in the, the day i think that's fine uh, yeah well any kind of other genres that you're really into yeah so i mean um like grime was kind of a big one that was kind of the music growing up and stuff and Mm -hmm. from like the era you know I came from grew up in like London stuff like that so that's kind of the soundtrack to my growing up but also like hip-hop um Mm -hmm. it's quite a big one um I had like a very cool uncle kind of growing up and he was into a lot of the um kind of hip-hop coming from America like Public Enemy and Tribe Called Quest and all those kind of guys yeah the classics so I had kind of that in my um kind of growing up as well so yeah I'd say that and then you kind of get older and then you you kind of discover things for yourself right like kind of the, the disco kind of came later and all that kind of, I wasn't listening to disco at like <laughs> at like 13 like hey guys I just discovered this earth wind yeah. and fire yeah. check it out like, that wasn't happening it was a little bit it was a little bit later on yeah have you heard of the Bee Gees? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really banging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, instantly and cool. But like, yeah, uh, when you're a teenager. But yeah, I, I always, I, I found it really endearing when a like a family member or uh, as someone who takes an interest in your like uh, musical taste and kind of gives you those kind of things to start with. I think it's always really nice to hear as well. Yeah. So obviously you are a brilliant comedian, but uh, do you play music? Have you ever wanted to be a musician? So um, in my head, I. I feel like I can sing. Like, yes, I feel like I, I come up with melodies. Like I, I'm pretty sure this is a banger. Like I'm almost <laughs> certain. If I had a means of putting this down on yeah. keys, this would. This is an earworm. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I've I've never not thought that. Um, but I've done absolutely nothing about it. So I mean, the world <laughs> could be missing out on a great, great musical talent. We we will never know. 
to be honest, lockdown would have been the best time to have learned. But I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm depriving yeah. the world of my potential musical genius. But there you go. You know what? I uh, I feel <laughs> I feel so that that you've like we've only met today, but I think that this you've understood me so fast. Like that is who I am to a T. Because I I I used to be in a band uh, called Workstation Deviation, which was uh, supposed to be like a rock Strong. band. I was Strong a singer, name. I, I can't even say, I can't sing, but somehow I was a singer. And uh, yeah, and like, I would love so much to be a singer. So maybe we could be like two people who don't know how to sing, but singers, you know, like a duo. Yeah. Like I think that could be I mean, I think there are plenty of acts that are already out there doing that. So <laughs> 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 that was, yeah. we could definitely join them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, um, I do have some, I do have like these very small like synth. I don't know what, it was just one of those like 3am purchases. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to learn the, I'm going to learn the synth. I'm gonna do. It. I think I just saw something on YouTube. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. I can do that. And I just bought yeah. this like little Korg synthesizer, which I've used like twice. I'm kind of like pressing, like, like, oh, cool. I like that. And I like twiddling the knobs a bit. And like, this is. I'm definitely getting something here. Yeah. And then I just haven't used it again. <laughs> so I uh, I once bought a, a keyboard after a, a breakup, and uh, it still sits there just looking at me. And it's uh, it's like it judges me. It's like, yeah, she, she's she's happy now. So <laughs> this, this is why she left. Because you just you just don't do what you say you're gonna do, Matt. And yeah. you know, it came a point where it was just too much. <laughs> you know what? That is that's gonna be our first lyric of our opening album. I think that's gonna be, that's gonna, that's gonna be that. <laughs> so obviously we're going to be talking about festivals a lot so yeah. have you been to many festivals is it something you love to do so i was thinking about this the other day in preparation for it and in terms of like festivals i haven't been to many what i would define as like an actual proper festival i've been to like the one dayers which mm-hmm. i think a lot of people you know do they don't want to get their hands dirty but they yeah. just want to bit of the kudos i've been to music but just not with the mud kind of thing yeah so i've done quite a few of those um the ones the, the big ones in london and stuff like that and then i've been to glastonbury once yeah. and once was once was enough <laughs> oh really yeah i loved it I, yeah. I, uh, people always i have to say really quickly i loved it because otherwise people just look at you like you are what you didn't love glastonbury How, yeah you, it's almost like you can't it's like sacrilegious you yeah. can't you can't say you had a bad time yeah. at glastonbury well um yeah, i know i think i know where you're coming from though because i remember uh, which year did you go in by the way so i believe it was the year that it was um a I feel like Adele and Coldplay were headlining. So I think that might have been uh, like maybe 2015. I think it was a year where there was, I yeah. feel like it was really hot, but also was it was it really muddy? I feel I feel like it, was, it had lots of mud for some reason. <laughs> but then at the start, like the first day we arrived, it was like baking. And then I think it was like, it was like the muddiest for ages. I haven't, I, it, I mean, I think there's lots of mud anyway, isn't there? So well, was, yeah, I am. Um... But it's, I just Googled it, and it's 2016, I believe. Ah, uh, uh, 2016, but, okay. Yeah, um, but, you know, like, I think with Glastonbury, um, we're recording this in lockdown at the moment, and it's kind of, I find it strange because it's, um, I think at the moment, it's been Glastonbury weekend, I'm very, I'm very dying to go back to it. Yeah. I'm very keen for that, but also in the same vein. I, I, I remember going there, and it is, it, I'm going to, Here's some nuance coming in here. I think it is overhyped, but now I'm very, Ooh. I'm very, I'm very. But then again, looking back on it, I think it, it's something I really, really want to do at the moment. If you know what I mean, I think it's, uh, yeah. it's good, you know, and I think I might cut that out in case people shout at me. So <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would cut that out. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's, 
it's it's just it's it's inc it's an incredible feat of kind of just organization i think you know i think it's the sheer scale kind of struck me i've, I've seen it on i've seen it on tv before then i'd gone and stuff like that but when you're there you just i think you don't realize just how big it is like yeah. the breadth of it and just the, i think it was just to be honest it was just the, the sheer amount of people it was just too much too many people for yeah. someone like me especially when it's like i wasn't you, it'd be times when you're trying to travel between stages and like i wouldn't mm. always go to the pyramid stage i didn't want to see like adele and stuff like that yeah, so I'd go yeah. somewhere and you would be it'd be like me against like a hundred thousand people coming the other way i just felt yeah, like, it was, like a, yeah. it was like that scene out of lion king with the stampede <laughs> the like, I'm, I'm, this could be my last my last breath here and i'm going to be in the mud kind of like face down trampled on and your you uncle throws you down off a cliff it's really yeah awful. exactly yeah, very, yeah. Very, very but, um it was a really cool experience so so i enjoyed it so i think it's time to start setting up camp and we're going to see right. that some of the admin know your festival hi it's matt hoss here just wanted to ask for a small favor please give us a five star rating on your podcast app of choice this helps people notice the podcast a little bit more and it's really nice to see those lovely reviews and on top of that why don't you share it with friends and follow us at castful podcast on twitter and you can email us at castlepodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch Enjoy the rest of the episode, and thank you. So what is the name of your festival? Cool. So the name is uh, Utopia. The festival's Utopia. called Utopia. Yeah. So it's now, a strong name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's, pro it's promising a lot, whether it delivers on it, but it's it's um it's you know it's, it's loosely inspired by Thomas More's uh, book of the same name. Um, but that's really where the the similarities uh, okay. end. <laughs> right. Do correct me if I'm wrong, but is uh is right? Was Thomas More's Utopia the like the fifteenth uh, the sixteenth century? pamphlet on the YouTube. correct i believe it was written in like the 1500s yeah it was like a yeah. book about um it was set on a on a fictional uh, island somewhere off south america um ours is not uh, our festival <laughs> in, in yeah. is in skegness yeah. um, <laughs> primarily due to budget reasons um but firstly like it's like yeah. I, you're selling it as utopia and i don't yeah. think everyone's gone you know why utopia is skegness like, yeah. you know I mean? the, like, the tagline is literally come to utopia and then in small print in skegness yeah <laughs> and also what i love about this with this podcast we have a, a wide mix of uh different minds and uh, creative people which is a <laughs> wonderful thing and some people have just gone for their dream festival in terms of who they want but some people have been realists like you you know what we've got a budget and we've got to do it in scale mass you know what i mean we, we've got to percent you know there's a cash flow problem we've got to we've got to make sure we don't uh, overspend you know <laughs> I haven't. I, I haven't even been to Skegness. I, I don't know. I don't know much about Skegness. I've googled it, so I haven't gone in completely blind. Like, I, I did some research. I did. I, I yeah. put in what is Skegness known for, and the first answer that came up was Skegness is known for its bracing wind, and I was like, that's the best they could come up with. Like, <laughs> the people of Skegness sat down, thought about it, and after a while, someone went. Well, I guess there's the wind. <laughs> yeah. 
a thing that is everywhere anytime. Wind is air that moves. You can't you can't claim the wind skegness, but you've you've done it, and yeah. I like that. I like that they've tried. So I'm going I'm going to put my festival in skegness. I think. Also, Utopia is quite a high margin to kind of market as well, because like you're promising like perfect, like well, perfect, uh, a perfect festival, and uh, you know I think that's a as a, a nice confidence move there. Well, great. I mean, I, I, I'm le- I'm kind of I'm learning from the greats here, so you know, like the Fire Festival, taking a lot yeah. of kind of inspiration from those guys. Yeah, you know, they showed what's possible when you're completely incompetent but also very scrupulous and you can still get people's money. So that's kind of what I'm aiming for here with this festival. <laughs> so to scam people out of lots of money. That's a, that's, that's the, that's the dream festival. Pretty much. Yeah. So um, is it going to be camping in Skirkiness? So yeah, the, there, there is going to be camping. Um, it's a, it is a kind of multi-day uh, experience. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'll be completely upfront. Um, there aren't actually a lot of artists um, mm-hmm. at the festival because most of the budget has gone on uh, the puppies. Um, puppies, as in yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I wasn't sure if that was a band or not. Like the puppies. No, no, no. no. <laughs> these, these are these are just uh, just straight up puppies. So what I've come to realise, Matt, um, from being with my girlfriend of four years, is that a lot of people lose their shit over dogs. Yeah. Um, the cuter awesome. the better. So as soon as you kind of turn up to the festival, you you get a free puppy. You get your own free puppy, yeah. Okay, is that included with admission price as well? Because that it is, because yeah, yeah. That's part of it. Now I yeah. know why your costs are like being cut into. That's why you have to do it in Skegness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like it's a good investment because, you know, whatever happens at the festival, it doesn't matter because people will be like, "Oh my god, a puppy!" and they're just happy. <laughs> so it's done. <laughs> the rest of the festival could be terrible. You they they won't care. I think that, like, if. We got it. I think part of this, your your funding, we have to get a documentary crew in here because this is gonna, <laughs> this is either going to be the most best, the best festival ever as a utopia, or this is going to head the fire festival away as well. It's 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 one of two, and I'm not sure which it is yet, but it's <laughs> it can, it's going to be good though. Um, okay. So in terms of you said you uh, before recording, you said that you had a a kind of high concept festival. Did you want to reveal what yeah. that is right now uh, above puppies? Yeah, so I mean, the, the the concept it kind of goes all the all throughout, um, but I guess it's kind of informed by this notion of utopia. So yeah, obviously, kind of Thomas More uh, coined the the term kind of utopia, and it was like um, from the Greek. So these kind of two Greek words, like a, mm-hmm. a play on play on words, they both sounded the same. Um, one meant kind of no place, and the other meant like good place, mm-hmm. and really was kind of like uh, a statement on whether you know, it's possible to kind of have an idealized version of society actually, you know, in real life to actually realize that idealized version of society. So, mm-hmm. so that kind of permeates the whole thinking of the festival, but really what that amounts to is um, a really slightly cruddy festival. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a really clever way of saying it's probably not going to be that good for a lot yeah. of people. Because spoilers, <laughs> there's no such thing as utopia. So that's, that's mind blown. <laughs> I like it because like uh, it's like it's quite a big philosophical lesson there. Like going, oh, there's no place such as like there's no perfect place, but yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. are paid five hundred pounds to be here. Here's your puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you're learning it the hard way you could have yeah. just read the book but you you know you just wanted to listen to some music so yeah also so... I, I did i did a classics degree so this is very interesting so thank you <laughs> um i literally just read it once in first year <laughs> i can't remember it so i'm completely <laughs> bullshitting <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, you sound very intellectual i'm like wow this guy knows his stuff but... um Okay, well, I'm very both excited and skeptical at this festival so far. <laughs> like, uh, no, uh, but I am. Um, That's uh, the right very... mix, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what artists and what surprises you have in store for us. So let's head to your festival. I wanna see that band you hate. I already told you we were too late. Now let's go back to the tent. Can't really cause it's burning in a field. Okay, so um, how many days of this festival have you got? Is it three days or uh, how, how are you structuring it? So yeah, it's, it's three days. I think three days will be enough for most people, to be honest. I think after three <laughs> days, they'll be like, they want to get back back to reality. Absolutely. Uh, so they want to leave Skokinus ASAP. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, moving forward, so uh, is it Friday, Saturday and Sunday, or have you have you gone um, a different day? Yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Brilliant. So we're... conventional. I'm just not sure about this Monday, Monday yeah. malarkey. I don't, nah. you, you just want to get back to normality by Monday. You don't want to still be kind of the last, last dudes that, you know, hanging on to the, this festival for dear life. Yeah. Know. And the, the people who really want to do that, I think like that festival's all they have that year, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, yes, it's, yeah. uh, I just want to stay here and eat pork crackling. It's like, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's gone off, mate. You'll leave it. Just leave Let it, it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, in terms of, uh, you, you mentioned that you didn't have tons of artists, but I think then on, our, on your Friday, who is the first opening musical act that you have? So I've, I've kind of got more in terms of like, I've structured more around like stages and tents and stuff like okay. that. So there are so, different like. Would you like to start off with uh, just a, a certain stage or a theme stage or anything that you want to start with and just take us through? I think this this first stage will kind of give you a, an idea of kind of the ethos behind the the festival, kind of what we're trying to achieve here with Utopia. Mm-hmm. So it's um, the first stage is actors who are also in a band stage. Oh my god, that's so good! I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, go on. So, sorry about that. Um, so uh, is there like a um, some stages have like names like and, like downloads like the Jim Marshall stage and stuff like that? Is there a name? <laughs> is there a name for this stage like something like uh, the Keanu Reeves or something like that? Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I literally <laughs> just wrote down actors who are also in a band stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, that's you know what you should call it that at your festival called Utopia and Skegness as well. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, so um, I. I actually don't know that many actors who are in bands. Uh, I know the, one of the people in American Pie is Thomas Nichols. Uh, Nicholas is right. Who, who, for some reason, follows me on Twitter. And I don't know why. I've never contacted them. But like, that is a claim to fame. 
yeah, uh, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's a stamming indictment when I don't really know the name that well. But, you know, like, it's uh, the person who wasn't really in the, the wedding, I think. Uh, I, I, actually, I'm not sure. Let's not go there. But, like, uh, it's one of the people from American Pie, and they play music. But that is it, really. Who, who else is, uh, did, did you have that person in, in your festival? I did, I did not have that, but I'm, I'm going to definitely try and add them to the lineup yeah, to they... feel like they'd bring something. Um <laughs> 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 well what a pitch i just did uh yeah it's the thomas nicholas band i think so uh they are named we... after himself strong <laughs> i feel like he's missed the thing they really should have called it the american pie band or something oh, yeah, tra- yeah trade off the fame surely well uh so um uh, obviously you've not got the uh the big hitter there but what uh, which other band, <laughs> band have you got for the stage so there are quite, I mean, there are, you got all the usual suspects. Scarlett Johansson, she, okay. she's released music. So she'd be doing really? like Tom Waits. Yeah, she released an album of just pure Tom Waits covers because that's, mm-hmm. that's what the world was after. Yeah. Strong demand for. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, I like Tom Waits, but I'd really like to hear what Scarlett Johansson does with the songs. I, I, can't, I can't really imagine that. Just been like, uh, like. Hi, I'm Scarlett Johansson. It's a bit of a tone shift, Scarlett. You know what I mean? Um, and then we have, yeah, there's like Keanu. So he'd be playing a bit of bass really badly, kind of looking kind of sad. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Apparently Ryan Gosling sings. I mean, oh, wow. I don't know anyone who'd heard La La Land would say that. That doesn't sound quite right, but <laughs> yeah. he's in a band singing. Um, and then Marky Mark Wahlberg. Can't, we, we can't forget yes. that, can we? yeah. Um, do, you have, do you have a uh, Hugh Laurie? Because he did like a jazz album, right? He did. It was like, um, yeah, I remember, it was like kind of folky kind of thing, wasn't it? Like, did he have like a banjo or is that someone else? I maybe, yeah, to be honest, I listened to about 30 seconds of a song once. And uh, yeah, I, I just remember him just on the piano and being like, uh, it's slightly Tom Waitsy, if anything. But yeah, that, like, um, it's was very he doing slow. Amer- his American accent from. Um... That, whatever that show was, you, you yeah, house. Um, house, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I, I can't remember that? the top of my head. Uh, I just, I just remember it being quite gravelly. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a weird. It's weird to see people do different stuff. It's kind of like when you see like YouTubers do stand up where they can't quite. Yeah, do it, if you know what I mean. It's like, oh, no, it's, no this way. is this basically this this stage. If anyone who misbehaves at the festival, um, <laughs> they they get sent to this stage as punishment. So that's it's a, what it's, it's not. It's not meant to be a pleasurable experience. It's oh really wow! Okay, the, yeah. it's, it's a deterrent for for those who you know might might do. Okay, if it is a deterrent. Stuff. Firstly, I like how people. If you're misbehaving at Utopia, the definite ramifications. You know what I mean? There's no. There's no like that. You could just banish people being naughty. Be like, no, no. At my festival, if you're the, if you act like an asshole, you you got you got to see some awful music. <laughs> that's what yeah. you. Okay, if you had to pick any of a celebrity to be who doesn't even play music, who would you pick to like um, to do that hypothetically? Oh, that is a really good question. I, and I think... ma- imagine like it being torturous music as well. And you can choose which genre they do and whatever. <laughs> like you can choose someone like uh, Nicole Kidman doing uh, thrash metal or something like that. I think it would probably be be someone like i'm just trying to think of someone like really annoying <laughs> uh there must be just like loads of annoying i'm just literally all those celebrities you, you recorded like the videos throughout this lockdown oh yeah yes. must be just just like doing that but like but like rapping instead 
on repeat. Yeah. Just, it's, on just, repeat, yeah. Yeah, just everyone doing the Imagine video, like, over and over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, maybe someone like uh, James Corden, but, like, uh, uh, yeah, it's like carpool karaoke, but you're in the passenger seat and you have to sit there for 14 hours. Like, it's like, is this, is this like, if, this is like creative war torture. This is, this is horrible. <laughs> I mean, I did that. Does, uh, to be honest, I'm looking now at my 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 kind of stages, and there there is a recurring theme. Of kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm not sure if I was in a particular kind of mood or like dark place when I was coming up with this festival. <laughs> I've got one. I've just written. I, I could just read it. Okay. Um, I could listen to that song on repeat ten. And <laughs> and I've just I've just written. It really annoys me when someone says, oh, "I love that song. I could listen to it on repeat forever." You, you, you know when people say it, like, yes, oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could listen to that. On, and like, and they're talking about like, I don't know, like Tracy Chapman, Fast Cars, or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's a great song. I'll I, give you that. But forever, really, like you, you, you'd listen to that song over and over again, and you would enjoy it as much as the first. I was like, I know you're exaggerating to make a point about how much you love that song, yeah. but just say you really like the song and then yeah. move on. Like, I don't need to hear how the song has changed your life and, oh. you know, <laughs> got you through some difficult times. It's like, yeah. newsflash, if, if a song gets you through a difficult time, probably wasn't that much of a difficult time, to be honest. <laughs> well, what, what I really like is that I don't think you've made the utopia. I think you might have designed hell. Like, this yeah, is like Dante's uh, seventh layer of hell right I here. I think you're right. I think it might be some kind of purgatory. So I think for this one, it was like they have to, they have to wear headphones and it's like a silent disco where they just listen to that song on repeat yeah for the, for the rest of the festival basically since we kind of explored this tent already uh the stage yeah. um who, who do you have any bands that you're playing or is it just that concept for the i could listen to that song on repeat tent yes uh so it would just be any any song if anyone says that the festival that phrase mm-hmm. the song they're referring to they would have to listen to that song uh for the rest of the festival with headphones so it's just a tent full of people with headphones <laughs> listening to that song on repeat for three days oh my and then we god ch- well, then we check in on them after three days and go are you still enjoying it <laughs> oh or do you slightly regret exaggerating <laughs> oh well i'll tell you what um i could listen to this podcast on repeat uh oh god no no god no uh yeah this is horrifying but you know very interesting i like it so i think we should uh uh, move stages swiftly on. Uh, so, what have we got next for us? So, there, there is actually like, you know, artists that you would actually want to see and stuff like that. Um, I feel, I feel the need to stress that that there is for those that don't break the rules and do conform to the to the to the ways of utopia, you do yeah. get rewarded in kind. Yeah. So, um, but what we have is kind of like a switch up. So, you know, like the main stage would normally be reserved like the big you know, the big kind of acts and stuff yeah. like that. Actually, like the massive acts, like your Beyonce's and stuff, they, they are actually performing on like the, the smallest stage. And I think that's actually really nice because they don't often get to do intimate gigs anymore and stuff like that. Yeah. So actually they get to do like an intimate kind of gig on the small stage. And then acts which wouldn't normally get that kind of exposure, you know, on the mass kind of big stages, mm-hmm. they get to do... they get to headline like the main stage so thinking like public enemy would be great on the main stage because oh normally they God, wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't get to do like the main stage but they'll be like coming like public enemy in their heyday so we're talking kind of like mid 90s full kind of like 
military regalia like all their kind of backup and stuff like that and doing like fight the power on the main stage i think mm-hmm. that would be quite cool and then beyonce's doing a much more intimate gig to like five people like on the fringes of the festival so is there like a capacity at the uh, at the small stage so that it does not like not everyone just swamp there and it, so that people who wanted to see beyonce oh i can't do that so we'll go and see public enemy so they do still uh, public enemy get like a massive audience regardless yeah yeah so there's i i think for like that small stage because you, you normally they're like it's like 10 people isn't it so i think it, it'd be like 10 people she'd be she'd basically it's, it's as many people as beyonce can kind of look into the eyes of yeah so. like like a like a really crap open mic night that's kind of thing like <laughs> yeah, you can see yeah. everyone's face and she's uh you know there's um there's a tech guy on stage who's like been playing there uh, there's like a little bit of music in the background they haven't swiped switched it off and it's quite distracting you know what i mean that's the kind of thing that beyonce has to do <laughs> that's exactly yeah someone's dropped their glass and like it kind of disrupts the the show because you can hear it <laughs> so there's not that many people so it's that, Dude, that kind of vibe like shut <laughs> yeah. up greg yeah so uh, into the switcheroos, there. So let's talk about some of the artists that you would like to see. Then. Cool. All right. So, I think in terms of kind of you know like kind of kicking off the festival, like kind of daytime afternoon atmosphere, you need someone like um, Bill Withers for me would be would be headlining <laughs> because I think you need someone you can everyone can get behind. You know, he's got real bangers like kind of Lovely Day. Mm-hmm. just the two of us things that are really nice in like the afternoon sunshine yeah. and people can sing along to and stuff like that so he would be one of the headliners um in the daytime so is this person is bill withers opening uh because uh in terms of when you say headliner i'm very much like so he's finishing it like or is it, is he doing oh like he's one... opening he's yeah. opening yeah he's like one of the marquee acts gotcha yeah 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 so kind of like uh in glastonbury they have like the legends slot on the sunday that the, he's yeah like the, uh, he's like kind of, that yeah yeah just As, positive vibes kind yes, of yes absolutely and as you say, um, I don't really know that much of Bill Withers, but obviously the songs you mentioned are uh, obviously quite famous. Uh, but with, um, yeah, so it's something that everyone can kind of get into, everyone on board with. It's all quite positive stuff. You know what I mean? That's really, it's, it's a ubiquitous act. I like it. Exactly, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, after Bill Withers, who do you have? So, we, the, I've, I've just put here um, Bono. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. as a headliner but he wouldn't he wouldn't actually be performing any of like his songs he would just be talking about africa and live aid okay um, yeah. and then and then everyone with an iphone would have to go and listen to him <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like mandatory like if, you, if you've got an iphone you've got to go <laughs> on it just bang on about live aid and and all yeah. that kind of stuff for like I, a couple of hours you know, there's so many rules to your festival i love it there is but... a lot Mate, you can't have Utopia without rules. Oh my god, this is starting to sound very... <laughs> it's getting very authoritarian <laughs> very fast, isn't it? Like, uh, there's going to be, like, like secret um, festival agents who kind of go, hey, you've got an iPhone, go and see Bono. It's like, no, I don't want to. It's like, I can't listen to him all day. Get in the tent, got to see Scott Janssen, all right? Uh, it's funny I... you say that. We do have an official complaints department. <laughs> And it, it's manned by Matt Hancock. He's oh wow, yeah. <laughs> That's fresh from his stint as health secretary, he's just—he's he, got a lot of experience not answering legitimate criticism. So we think he'd be very qualified to, <laughs> to handle our complaints department. 
we're anticipating getting quite a few complaints over the weekend. Well, so. well that's what I love about your festival. Like you've built into the infrastructure, <laughs> like it's going to be bad. Even the the the, the, the uh, kind of the marketing is kind of like uh, you know what you probably won't enjoy it, and you're going to have to do some things you're not enjoying. But there is a complaints department. <laughs> Enjoy my festival, <laughs> yeah. my dream festival. <laughs> That's great, man. Um, yeah. So, what's Bono talking about? Like, in terms of live, is it like very? Is everyone? Is it very like? And obviously, he's talking about uh, live edit in Africa, which is a very. You know, it's a, it's a. Is he poignant all the way through, or is he trying? Is he uh, being quite levity? Are people really into it? Are people like bottling them? Uh, I think he's just like he's like lecturing. He's kind of yeah. like going on, like banging on about it um and like like telling like anecdotes it's almost like an after dinner speech yeah okay and, yeah that's and he doesn't realize that like no one's interested like, everyone's like kind of like really bored but he's just like really into it and he just keeps going and going it's that kind of vibe <laughs> i love that you just had bill withers like, oh everyone's right in a nice mood and now a- an hour and a half lecture by bono <laughs> like it's, it's some yeah. real real ducks and turns in this festival you gotta bring people down you can't you know you can't you they have to realize that you can't always be up you know what i mean there's gonna be hard times in utopia as well and so this is really and that, bono brings people back down to earth i think but also i guess there's a nice message that in terms of that um but even in utopia um you're not ignorant of all the kind of problems with the world as well like though you are in utopia it doesn't mean that the world is a perfect place meaning like you know you got to contribute in that larger society kind of way yeah i think it's that and it's just like even in utopia there are people like bono do you know what i mean so you can't really <laughs> you can you can build the perfect society but you'll still have bonos the bonos of the world will be there do you know what I mean? so you have to kind of <laughs> you know what bono gets such a massive slating in this podcast he really and, does and i'm all like not just this episode i mean the whole of my pot like the, right, every okay. he gets slated so much and i'm all for it if that's something if that's what i have to like if that's that's a hill i'm willing to die on you know what i mean I think it's just that I think I think anyone who's really earnest and stuff um unfortunately just there's uh, something about earnestness I think in kind of public life which people just like oh come on yeah come off it it just kind of makes you want to like yeah you know tear him down a bit I think and he's quite he seems like quite an earnest guy doesn't he like takes himself very seriously and stuff is is the impression I get that and black sunglasses I don't there's not really yes. much more I'm really getting from Bono and stuff like that so after Bono, who do you have uh, on the rest of you at that stage? So I've kind of I've I've moved on. So there's a, there's another stage. There are lots of different stages, cool. kind of conceptual stages. So we've got like a just like a Michael Jackson stage. Um, okay, I yeah. like the fact that you had there are no stipulations. So there's a Michael Jackson stage, and it's basically programmed uh, based on which the nose he had at that different time oh wow yeah so you have to kind of if you want like you know like kind of bad or thriller then you kind of when he still had a recognizable nose you go to that you know that kind of time of day on the stage mm-hmm. or if you're if you're like you know end of kind end of the road kind of nose where it, it looked like a bit of plastic then yeah. we're probably like, going to put you on a register because that's a little bit that's a yeah. bit suspicious to be honest. <laughs> and in terms of like michael jackson as well like obviously he's an act with a lot of uh, uh controversy i guess as well uh so it with uh yeah in terms of those kind of uh, stipulations as well like uh um yeah so in terms of my let's talk about michael jackson as a whole like have you were you always into michael jackson and what's the yeah uh, what kind of got you into michael jackson 
Um, I yeah, I, I feel like everyone was has been into Michael Jackson at one point or another. Yes. Like you know, kind of growing yeah, up, absolutely. it was like an automatic thing. And before you realize, kind of, I guess, kind of what else kind of came with Michael Jackson, it was just like the music, wasn't there? It was yeah, like a I, more idealized version, like an unkind of critical version of Michael Jackson. So you just kind of enjoyed the music and stuff like that. And then you, you grow up and you're like, ah, oh, he's you know, well, a bit. I think that's actually a really good point there because um, a, a few people have talked about Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think that's actually bang on right there because uh, I got into him when I was a, a kid as well. And uh, you, you don't obviously don't see that stuff when you're a kid. And when you grow up, it kind of like, it kind of puts you in a weird position. But like, uh, but that being said, I think, uh, it's a nice way that you phrased it as well, because uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, I, I I think that a lot of people kind of struggle with uh, not just music but in all kind of arts that uh, something that you enjoyed as a kid might not be might not stand the test of time as well. Like uh, I I when I was a kid I was massively into Star Wars and uh, reading to episodes um, Star Wars episode one, but looking back it's massively racist and like it's got like there's not, uh, lots of stereotypes and stuff like that. So but at the time I didn't see that, but looking back yeah it's, it's just like it's like jar jar binks i mean he's just yeah. a fun guy isn't he he's just a yeah. fun time, yeah, fun time like, dude like why is everyone shitting yeah. on jar jar binks yeah. guy's just doing his thing yeah like this not totally his fault george lucas has made him this really weird caricature of yeah. kind of tropes and stuff like that yeah but that's that literally uh yeah I, I think it's a very very uh similar thing as well and i also a... think with michael jackson it's completely unfair uh, on our generation because like previous like uh, you know my mum's generation they never had to, they could just enjoy michael jackson relatively unburdened by any kind of guilt and stuff like that because like it wasn't that much of a the allegations weren't completely like in your face whereas now we've got whole netflix documentaries yeah dedicated yeah. to how dodgy about a dude this guy most likely on the balance of probabilities definitely was so it's yeah. like ah, oh, i just genuinely can't enjoy thriller anymore thank yeah. you netflix like you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's yeah. an idea thank you for uh, uh delving into that um, but uh yeah so after the the which knows michael jackson states do you uh where would you like to move to next so i've got a state well it's like two stages mm-hmm. uh and they're both basically it's like queen all day oh my but it's God, one yes. with freddie mercury and then one with that other dude who's adam like lambert. queen and adam lambert yeah yeah and, yeah and it's like a battle between the two but you know everyone's just going to see freddie mercury <laughs> like, so, the, so the other queens just playing like <laughs> to no one knowing they can hear freddie mercury just absolutely killing it like yeah oh my god inside the festival now like i'm a massive queen fan as well and uh and i like the best one in the world. I actually don't mind Adam Lambert as a like because I think from what I've heard, like they actually it mm. they know that he's not Freddie, but also they kind of make a memorial to him. It's a homage to him, I guess, but also yeah. uh, it's not trying to step on his toes. But then again, if you at the same festival, if you had the Queen with Freddie Mercury and Adam Lambert, like who's going to go? You know what? Actually, uh, his showmanship is a bit too much. I'm going to see Adam Lambert instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go for the Adam Lambert version. I just, just kind of prefer it. I don't know. Yeah. Thing, you know. I could um, listen to that all day. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I just, th- I just think it's interesting, like, the, the psyche behind someone knowing that they're stepping into, like, these iconic shoes that they'll never fill in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And they just won't get any credit for, for doing it. Like, yeah. I think that's quite an interesting, because it's not, it's not even an out-and-out, like, tribute act. Yeah. Like they're they're literally saying it's 
us and then it's just this other guy who just got into like it's not he's not even a part of it he's not even like it's not like the new queen or whatever it's like queen and then this guy like yeah you know (laughs) it's queen and i don't remember you know (laughs) i feel like come on have a bit more have a bit more self-worth come on adam just yeah you know you, <laughs> in all fairness i don't think like uh, in terms of like marketing i don't think like uh, he has a lot of like stand on if you know what i mean so it's no, like, yeah, you know, but um yeah I, I think that's really nice but again it's kind of a uh, that whole stage only makes uh <laughs> makes um brian and roger feel awkward and also make adam lambert feel sad as well <laughs> and everyone else is having a cracking time exactly uh, yeah. So after, um, would would you also on that stage? Would you also have other bands which had also got other iterations of them which were more popular? For example, um, Kasabian's frontman dropped down. So if a Kasabian were to get like a brand new uh, like frontman, would you, do you reckon that would uh, that 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 stage could be evolved in that way? I think it has to be, but it has to be a really strong contrast where you're like, yeah. this was this was <laughs> definitely the definition of the band and then you have what you've done is you've 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 kind of gone on with a, a far inferior version of the band which kind everyone agrees is inferior and so we're, we're showing that up basically i would like to add an example uh kind of like uh if you don't mind uh, i like it's like when uh guns and roses separated and uh, axel rose was essentially guns and rose uh roses where he did chinese democracy after 10 years and it was like not that good uh, so it would just be be slash on one stage and everyone's rocking out to a, a night train and on the other stage doing like a, a prostitute song and stuff like that like it's yeah. like oh, yeah well, this isn't good exactly because you know with kasabian they might get someone else in who's like a lot better and actually <laughs> yeah. they turn into a genuinely enjoyable band yes so absolutely. and so it might not work because people are like are the new kasabian so much better be see that that's a very very good point there brilliant yeah. yeah how many how many other acts have you got on there's not many as i said budget budgets are really really tight <laughs> um which is also why you know catering isn't really a thing on this this festival either to be honest um yeah so in terms of like food as well uh yeah did you um uh, what so is there just nothing there available or is it just there so bringing... i wouldn't i wouldn't say nothing because we can't we can't legally say nothing <laughs> that's not what i've been instructed by a legal wise but, <laughs> yeah go on uh in keeping with the theme of building a utopia and also in a very cynical effort to keep costs to a minimum um what you eat at the festival will be entirely dependent on what you can grow or catch there Okay, so it's kind of yeah. a self, self-sustainable festival. Exactly, Matt. That's a really positive way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. that's the um, marketing buzzword you've got to use. Not yeah. just, uh, you've got to hunt for yourself. It's, it's, everything's on fire. There's cheese sandwiches everywhere. You know, it's, it's it, gone, it's, it's gone uh, barbaric. Is yeah. I mean, look, we, we, we will provide some kind of basic provisions like rice. <laughs> um, yeah. Just so people don't completely starve to death. Which obviously in our first year is not great PR, right? You don't really want to have, hey, you know. Only, yeah. <laughs> only five people like died uh, yeah. died from salvation. Thank you, Matt. Cheers. I feel like you can get away with that in your like third or fourth year of festival. Like in the first year, you kind of need to avoid death. So, um... <laughs> you know, for a utopia, you do have to avoid death. Like, <laughs> yeah, not great PR. But... So, so I would say the catering arrangement. Um, 
pro probably more suited to like farmers or like anyone with an agricultural background yeah you come to the festival they'll probably be you know they'll do all right i think everyone else they're a bit fucked to be honest it's probably it's going to be a bit of a tough time for them this is for a few days but this is the only festival that kind of spliced in with both uh, the purge and saw at the same time it's very, <laughs> like, it's 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 a psychological thriller it's uh but... there, there will be cutlery i can't <laughs> there, there, no that's a genuine bugbear for me where's the cutlery at festivals and i'm not i'm not even talking about uh, you know i'm not counting plastic knives you know none of that plastic knives and forks rubbish which yeah. i like i genuinely think plastic knives and forks were invented by someone who hated people because it's just it's you know it's gonna you know it's gonna snap i'm i'm just i can't enjoy anything i eat with a plastic knife and fork so i'm just thinking oh, it's gonna snap at some point it's, it's it's just when not if well so well here's the thing like if um Firstly, plastic, um, those disposable one-use plastics are obviously quite bad for the planet. But also beyond that, I think they have like like wooden ones, not wooden, but like maybe like bamboo, which is like recyclable. Yeah. And, and it's a lot more durable as well. It's thicker. You know what I mean? It, can, like... it does still it does still splinter under a bit. Yeah, I, maybe it's just me. I'm heavy-handed, but I feel like that <laughs> ours will be reusable. So we're going to give you proper knives and forks. Like so whatever you, whatever you catch, you'll be yeah. able to eat it properly, um, which I think is quite fair. So, uh, but I like the idea that you get like metal knives and forks and stuff like that, and like uh, you know, like uh, but there is a there's a, a a danger element to that as well. Like, what if people start like like knifing each other and like offering it at the artists? But you know what? You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. But then they go to the actors' stage, and no one wants that. So you know, <laughs> there are real repercussions for stabbing. We, we, yeah. We thought about this. <laughs> and, and what what really tickled me is like uh, in like a couple of years down the line, your marketing line could be, um, it can be utopia now with zero deaths. So. <laughs> 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 like, Okay, so I, I think you should, like, why don't you take us into the final parade of the, your festival? What else have you got involved? Cool. So we've really just got one um, big act left for me. And this, this kind of sums up what I love most about music and stuff like that. And that's Earth, Wind and Fire. Like oh, at, wow. their, at their heyday, kind of in their pomp, um, you know, kind of yeah. late 70s, um, 80s. So just full on the, the whole, like, kind of, I think it's like eight, ten-piece group, the whole full band, the outfits, mm -hmm. the kind of skin tight, you know, leopard outfits and all that kind of stuff, and just going for it. I think you need that. Like, you want something like really joyous music, you everyone can just like dance to and like kind of sing along to. And I think that's that's what Earth, Wind, and Fire brings with like hits like September and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So, are you a massive fan of Earth, Wind, and Fire? And when did you get into them? So I'm I'm a huge fan of Earth, Wind and Fire. Um, it's a it's a it's a staple um, that I play every time. Kind of I'm in my kitchen after mm -hmm. a night out. Um, I think I just I think it's just around kind of like uni time. I think mm -hmm. it's kind of started kind of listening to like different stuff. Um, and like disco was always something that everyone really enjoyed. Like I think you're really on safe ground with disco. I think yeah. there's always a lot of pressure when you're like you're like back in the flat and everyone's there and like put on some music and like you don't want to be that person who puts on the song and everyone's like oh no. yeah can we change it and you're like i really love this song it's just it's just like heart it's it's heart-wrenching when you're you know when you're that yeah. you have to change a song which you really love and everyone's like nah and, and people kind of have that kind of like piteous look in their in yeah their, like, oh, <laughs> yeah man. yeah shit. Like, this is this is not the song but with disco 
everyone loves this. I've yet to meet someone who is not on board with disco. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's so, it's kind of joyful and uh, has that sense of, um, there's a party element in there. You know what I mean? It's, it's so much, it's a lot of fun with disco, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of Earth, Wind and Fire, what about it? What about them in particular? Not just disco as a genre. What about Earth, Wind, and Fire makes it so? Why do you love them specifically? I think it's just like when I saw their like performances and stuff like that. So like I was looking like on YouTube. I think it's like the chemistry that they have um, together and like they're very, um, very performative, like very expressive, like very charismatic performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like. And, that, you know, they've got kind of cross in the, the musicianship as well. And I think that's something you don't often see as much maybe nowadays in terms of the artists that are really kind of big in popular music and stuff like that. And especially, I guess, maybe more from kind of black artists as well and stuff where, mm-hmm. you, where you get that kind of um, musicianship and craftsmanship, but also just these these guys who are just like, just living their best life just like really dancing out and just like having fun and stuff like that and like I like to do I like to dance you know like dance like no one's watching and just being yeah. silly and stuff like that so I think I just quite like that vibe that they bring to things brilliant and uh, yeah it's really nice way to put it in terms of your festival are they like the one of the headliners and do you have any other uh, artists you want to showcase so I think the only other artist that can, that really is up there in my estimations with Earth, Wind and Fire um, that would be also be headlining is Wham. Wow, think, cool. Yeah, peak peak Wham, like Wham mm. in their in their at their peak is you know I think is criminally underrated. Um, yeah, think, you know they had some bangers. You know what? Like, cause um, that was one of the bands that you sent over, and uh, no one's chosen Wham, which. It's, it's interesting because they're not really part of the modern music scene, but obviously everyone knows their songs, right? Like you could, like you could put on their songs and people were instantly dancing to it. And I, I got to say, I'm not the most knowledgeable about Wham, but my goodness, so jo- again, there's a sense of joy with your festival alongside the, the horrendous misery, but alongside that, but the, the music that you chose, like Earth, Wind, Fire and the disco element, there's so much, like Wham has so much joy to it. I mean, Wham, Wham, let me, let me say this, Matt. It doesn't surprise me no one's mentioned Wham yet. It, yeah. sadden, it saddens me. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Wham yeah. is criminally underrated for their influence on pop music. You want rap? Sure. Wham rap. Boom. You, yeah. want, you want Christmas music? Last Christmas. Boom. You want kind of joyful, like, uh, like kind of, you know, disco-y vibes? Everything she wants. There's, they, they've literally done it all. There's nothing those two guys and, and the two women singers... Mm-hmm. There's nothing they, they, they haven't done and achieved in, in popular music. And they're only going for like, I don't know, four years or something. Yeah, because I think they released three albums, was it? Like, um, I might be wrong. But um, yeah, so they, they weren't around for that long, but their legacy... I mean, I think it was like, yeah, I think it was kind of like, they were around for as long as until George realised, like, oh, I am Wham, so I might as well just, yeah. might as well just, just do this on my own, just call it George Michael because he was essentially wham right I mean, the other guy like yeah. pretended to play the guitar <laughs> and yeah. then there's two backup singers and george was like why am i why is this a why is this a thing i just might as well just do this so in terms of like because wham there's uh, i hope you don't mind me saying but uh 
you're a young man and uh, <laughs> and uh, wham is such a uh, it's an interesting story so when did you realize that you were into one when was that like realization moment to go, oh my god this is brilliant i think you know it wasn't overnight i think it took me a, it took me a long time to kind of get there to a point where i was comfortable mm-hmm. um uh, admitting to myself that I was really <laughs> a big fan of Wham. Yeah. Um, but I think you, you literally, if you just listen to the the tunes, are so catchy. They're just like, and the lyrics. I mean, my God, like Club Tropicana. I mean, come on, that is a classic. Like Club Tropicana drinks are free. You're like, yeah, I'm on board. This is relatable. Who doesn't want a free drink? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what I like is that at your festivals, like. Club Tropicana drinks are free, but not at Utopia because like there's, there's there's about five stalls. Uh, you have to hunt <laughs> yourself, you know. Like it's free, but you got to catch it yourself. All right. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a really nice place to finish. Let's head to the final part of this festival and check cool. out some of the floor fillers. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are a couple of hypothetical questions that our guest has to deal with in a manner that they see fit. I feel like things have already gone horribly wrong. So yeah, I'm, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy to answer a few more questions. Your yeah. Questions. Well, tell you what, like Matt Hancock is here at the uh, uh, complaints department. This is essentially what it is. <laughs> Can we just play some of his, like, some of his interview or something from somewhere, just like splice it in, him answering these questions? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Here's, all right. Since it's like, I'm going to go for some of the more weirder questions here because I don't usually ask them, but I think this is the right festival to do it. So, um, I'm, question... your, I'm your guy, I'm your weird yes. guy. Go for it. <laughs> uh, number one is people start setting a fire to their tents. How do you put out the fires? Well, I think wh- whoever sets fire to the tent, we use, we use them to put it out. So, water is a precious commodity uh, in oh Utopia. So, we're not using the water. That's for, that's for sure. So. It's like you've created like a feudal system in your own festival. And, you, and it's actually very much like a 1520 kind of a, uh, Thomas, is it Thomas, uh, Thomas, um, the Utopia guy. Yeah. Uh, and if they survive, then, you know. They weren't a witch or whatever, so we like. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, is that from like Reading and Leeds? Is that I've heard like I never went to. I didn't have that kind of formative experience yeah. as a teenager. But I've heard like they just at the end they just go around setting fire to their anything yeah. or whatever. It's mostly Reading and Leeds because I went to Leeds quite a lot as a teenager, and it was kind of a and Sunday night, Monday morning. That was uh, they would start like doing that, and I'm sure it happened at other festivals. But it was really bad, like quite, quite a lot of uh, a young people were doing it, and also I think a lot of um, chavs were in it as well. So right. they're like, hey man, I'm gonna set fire to your tent, and uh, that's uh, that's, mad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was honestly, I remember going to Reddit uh, to Leeds in like 2011, 20, or maybe. 
2009 something like that but it was like it was like hell on earth it was like it's like oh my god so I genuinely like, so what, I see, do you, what do you do do you have to bring your own fire extinguishers or what, <laughs> that, that, what, that, what are people doing with this like, fire around them yeah it was just, so we were just like yeah we should probably just go to sleep there's like fire all around us like yeah <laughs> genuinely just reminds me of that like the meme with the dog in the room yes that was really (laughs) but yeah because i'm from the north we're just like oh it's all right we always go to sleep on a bed of fire it's all right (laughs) isn't it yeah yeah stop your complaining yeah (laughs) um okay so uh here's a tough one for you wham and earth wind and fire hate each other's guts they say they won't perform if the other band is performing how would you um who would you pick between the two of them that is that is really tough. Sorry, um, uh, it's not a decision I think any fan of Wham and Earth Wind and Fire <laughs> would ever want to have to make. No. But if I was going to have to pick between them, it'd be Wham purely because Earth Wind and Fire are so much more expensive. There are like loads of them. <laughs> uh, I reckon Earth Wind and Fire is more expensive. Oh yeah, because there's like there's like twenty of them. There's just there's just so many of them. So you have yeah. to pay all those. You have to pay them all. You know, and we do pay the artists. That is something that we do do at our festival. So we make sure we pay everyone. Uh, so because Wham is is really just George Michael, essentially, mm-hmm. um, it'd be Wham. Okay, brilliant. Oh, no, Bill Withers is cancelled last minute. Who do you get <sighs> to replace him? Classic Bill. I knew it. I knew it was an absolute <laughs> liability. Yeah. Wither, wither by name, wither by nature. <laughs> um, yeah. who, who are we getting? Probably like Nicolas Cage, I think. Oh wow! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, that's a callback to your to 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 that question you said celebrity on the actor stage. Yeah, it's just come to me that it'd be Nicolas Cage, and it'd yeah. be Nicolas Cage doing like Swedish folk electronic oh music, just something really out there, at like three a.m. or something. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll go for. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to unpick that kind of worms, mate. There's just so much to do. That I'm... No, thank you. I've, I've just dropped one right at the end of the right at the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's a hurdle. I'm going to go around, not over. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, final question. Uh, one of your acts has forgotten their equipment, but good news, they can do an acoustic set. Which artist, if you had to choose, would you make do an acoustic set? Mm. That is. That is tricky. Probably. Well, we don't have Bill anymore, do we? He no, would have been great for that. He's gone. Earth, Wind and Fire, they're gone. I mean, I think we've only really got Wham left, who's a, who's a serious performer at this festival. So it'd probably be George. He's got a lovely voice as well, George. So I'd, I'd be happy to hear that. Well, that's, um, that's brilliant. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. No, thanks for thanks for letting me outline my vision. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you know what? I can't wait to see a documentary on Netflix, uh, and uh, and people are gonna be like, "It was the worst year of my life." Oh my god, I, I spent three thousand dollars to go to Utopia. It turns out it was in Skegness. Oh god, <laughs> and that's how much it does cost as well. <laughs> uh, where can, so where can people find you online? So if like on Instagram, it's Tucson. Uh, underscore gram if you just want to do like little silly videos and stuff like that there's ones about um spoofs of star trek at the moment which i'm doing which is kind of fun quite geeky um and then like twitter as well um you can find me tweesant doglass 
because, <laughs> you know, make it hard for people to actually find you. <laughs> 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 I haven't really thought about that. Well, it's um, kind of yeah. a similar policy you've had in your festival as well, right? What, what's exactly. the way to do stuff? Let's do it. Thank you so much for coming on and hopefully, listener, you've enjoyed it as well. Do and do follow him on all the applicable places. I hope you welcome me insane and massive thank you to Tucson Douglas. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, Matt. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you would like to help me out as well, why don't you follow me at Comedy on Twitter. And I'm doing lots of streams on Twitch at the moment. It's a lot of fun, so why don't you come and join in? And just to finish off the episode, we've got a little bit of a podcast advert for one of my favorite podcasts in the lap of the pods, which is a Queen podcast. They're brilliant. Check it out. Hello, it's me, light entertainer Michael Legg from classic comedy podcast Do The Right Thing. But I've been listening to a different podcast recently. It's called In The Lap Of The Pods and it's a podcast about the band Queen. I love Queen and this podcast is delivered by three Queen fans who give their honest and objective views of their favourite band. You'll probably disagree with them a lot of the time, especially Paul. Listen to his opinions on Mustafa, it's mad, but it's okay. They're just three fans telling it as they hear it. There's one thing that's not in any doubt, though. They love Queen. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and many other podcast providers. You can also get more content at lappods.co.uk. It is what it is.